0: There we are. There we are. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, cool.
1: Okay, so I figured it out. Um, I've been doing it wrong this entire time. I don't need to shoot you links. I just need to actually, like, invite you through the app.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: So stupid. All right, so I feel like that was pretty good. Um, at least not as bad as it could have been.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> and that's, like, the first podcast I've ever done in my life, so...
1: Honestly, you sound really good. Um, oh, thanks. You're very articulate and you sound like you know what you're talking about. Not to say that you don't.
0: <laughs> that's like the only thing I got going for me is I actually know what I'm talking about. Everything else, uh, talking's hard. Talk.
1: Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, that's, that's the way that it should be, anyways, just because that helps to instill confidence. That was right. one of the biggest things I learned from training at any sales job. If you're confident enough, you can make something. Like if you're a good enough salesperson, you can give somebody a product or sell someone a product with their name on it, spelled the wrong way. If you're <laughs> a good enough salesman, you can convince them to legally change their name <laughs> to match that product. All right. So the next one that we're going to be bringing up is the uh, more than just a high. All right. Um, <clears throat> so let me get comfy. Whoa, you there? Yes. Ooh, my like mic wigged dollars. Oh (laughs) God, my headset. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the second installment of this mini series. We are joined today with Sarah and myself. And for those of you, if you might not have listened to the last episode, or if you're just, you know, happen to forget, Sarah is somebody who writes her own articles on CBD products for cbdinstead.com. I highly recommend you go check them out. I will be getting something from their website here within the next week. And once I do get it, I will be definitely doing a review on it. So that way you guys can check their out or check out their products. And then I can tell you if they're good or not, because I'm not (laughs) sponsored. So I can be honest. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Sarah. Um, Last one was great. So let's, uh, we're going to go ahead and just jump right into our, our next point here. Um, The vibe that I want for this little segment Mm -hmm. is just to be called more than just a high. Uh, This time around, we are going to be talking about how THC is more than just a recreational high. It's got so many more different uses for it than that. And, uh, you know, in personal conversations between Sarah and myself, we have said that we don't really feel like a lot of people realize that THC is just more than recreational because with the states in our country, more and more of them are becoming recreationally legalized and not just medically uh, legalized for use of cannabis or cannabis products. We want people to understand it's more than just a high. Um, So Sarah, I'm sure that you have plenty of information. (laughs) Go ahead, take over. You have the reins.
0: All right, so even though there's nothing wrong with getting high in a legal state, if it's, you know, uh, but there is a lot more to THC than you feel. And the reason for this is because we have something in our body called the endocannabinoid system, and a part of that is endocannabinoids. One of the endocannabinoids that I'm going to talk about is anandamide. And anandamide, it binds to a CB1 receptor, which controls your mood, It controls uh, your sleep cycle, your appetite, and your sensitivity to pain. The cool thing about endocannabinoids is they don't just bind to a bunch of different receptors. And the cool thing about cannabinoid receptors is they don't just let anything bind to them. It's like a lock and key type deal. And anandamide is CB1 receptor's uh, key to its lock. And that's where THC comes in. THC... Is So similar to anandamide, the chemical that our brain makes, it's so similar to it that it can actually bind to the CB1 receptor. And that is why when you smoke, you can get the munchies, you can get sleepy, you get that euphoric feeling, and it reduces your sensitivity to pain. So by elevating anandamide levels, that's what CBD does. That's why CBD has been known to be so medically beneficial is because one of the endocannabinoids that it elevates or regulates because uh, schizophrenia patients, they need less anandamide. But anyways, that's irrelevant. But what it does is it elevates anandamide levels, which helps with all of those health issues when it comes to like mood disorders and pain. THC binds directly and that's why it has just as many medical benefits. You can use cannabis on your skin and you can get uh, the benefits of reducing pain inside, side reducing inflammation. It even helps uh, with oily skin. It helps with dry skin, eczema, psoriasis. It does a lot of things other than just getting you high.
1: Right. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people end up missing um, just because... Again, I know I know. I mention it in literally every recording that I've done. I used to work <laughs> in a smoke shop. It's a huge, <laughs> prolific part of my life. And it's honestly the biggest reason why uh, we're doing this show, basically, or at least this particular portion right. of it. Um, you, for the longest time, you've had, not for the longest time, I shouldn't say that. Back then, you used to have your own issues. Um, right. Everybody does, you know. CBD has helped you with that, right?
0: Absolutely. It's helped me with a lot of issues, actually. Like, not even, I have eczema. I have mental health issues. I used to have um, a drug addiction. Like, it's, like, people say it's cure-all, da da da, da. No, it really does, it doesn't cure everything, but it does help treat a lot of stuff. If it wasn't for CBD, I'd be going nuts right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that I I really enjoy about CBD is how it relaxes you a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's... One of the best things. I I just barely touched on it on the last piece that we did, but I really want to drive it home. It's more than just a high. Mm -hmm. With the CBD products themselves, it's your medication without the intoxication. You know, Mm -hmm. you can get your relief without becoming loopy. Just like the example I gave last time of taking Excedrin, uh, you know, while I'm at work. Sometimes I don't want to be hopped up on caffeine and have. You know, just either the, the, the twitches from overdosing on caffeine or overconsuming caffeine, I should say. And I don't really want to be out of loop, uh, like what acetaminophen kind of does to me, or at least the combination of acetaminophen plus caffeine. It makes and, me kind of out of my head.
0: And when you take a lot of it, it destroys your liver. Like, if yeah, you continually too. take, like, see, cannabis actually reverses the process because it helps uh, prolong cell life. And it helps damage, uh, helps repair damaged cells. So I was gonna
1: say I've been reading a few things about that. It's yeah. <laughs> it's really awesome that this one plant that our government has basically listed as you know plant letter X. It's it's terrible. It can't be good for you. It's The devil's lettuce, you know. Yeah. It destroys lives. It tears apart families and da 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 da. That's <laughs> one of the biggest fallacies that I just cannot stand. Um. And we'll, we'll definitely touch on this on the next segment that we're doing. But the one thing I just got to say, it is not a gateway drug. Oh, if no. If you think that, you seriously need to reevaluate your thought processes and you really need to reevaluate where you got that information from.
0: And it's funny that you say that because in the last segment, what we talked about is how uh, cannabis can help re-regulate the reward system, which has to do with addiction. So instead mm-hmm. of it being a gateway drug, like we learned from D.A.R.E. in sixth grade, it actually helps people get off of those hardcore drugs. And it makes me wonder if it wasn't coupled with these hardcore drugs, would people have segued into other drugs after take- or after using marijuana in a party setting?
1: And that's the thing that I always tell people, um, you know, and just a little bit of background for our listeners as well. Sarah and I used to go to church together many years yes. ago. Uh, <laughs> we used to be part of the same youth group. We, we were pretty connected, man. We were, we were like two peas in a pod. I mean, not really, but we were almost there. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the greatest things is that one of our pastors had told us is in relations to, uh, you know, day-to-day life, garbage in, garbage out. Uh That was the best piece of advice I could have ever gotten from anybody in my life. And for those who might not have an idea of what that means, it means that what you surround yourself with is what you're going to put out. It's kind of like the same mantra of putting positive energy out into the universe. So that way you can receive positive energy. It's the same kind of deal. Those who you surround yourself with are the people that you're going to be more akin to. So if you hang out with a bunch of drug addicts and alcoholics you're a lot more likely to become a drug a drug addict or an alcoholic just absolutely, by the um, especially because monkey see monkey do, and let's face it, we're not that far off from monkeys.
0: And peer pressure it does not stop after high school; it is a continuous continuous thing. 100 percent,
1: hundred percent. Holy crap! Even in the workforce,
0: like you could pretend that you're above that and you don't care what people think about you, but. It's, 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 you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, struggles. yeah, you're going to struggle with it.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing too, is that, um, one of the things I wanted to bring up actually is back to what you were saying about the DARE programs. You know, it, it's all, of us in sixth grade in, in middle school, even in elementary mm-hmm. drugs are bad. Okay. Don't touch them. Don't they told involved.
0: me do you remember that they had a they had an image and it had 15 cigarettes lined up and then it said it's the equal sign and a joint <laughs> <laughs> What
1: my most favorite thing in the world because I'm just like yep, I'll have 15 cigarettes please
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, no it doesn't do the same thing It's
0: not at all it's actually um, helping people with lung cancer
1: yeah, and, and that's <laughs> one of the things I was going to touch on, too. Don't get me wrong. As great of a plant as it is, our body is not designed to handle smoke inhalation. I'm
0: oh, afraid, no, the combustion?
1: The supports it, yeah. Regardless of what it is you're smoking, whether it's tobacco, oregano, or marijuana, you're going to get carcinogens, and you're going to be doing some bad stuff to your body. Mm-hmm. However, on the flip side, at least with cannabis, you're not killing yourself anywhere near in the same extremity as or extreme nature as tobacco and right not even just normal tobacco because when i when i speak about tobacco i like personally if i'm saying i'm going to go smoke a cigarette what that means is that i'm smoking natural tobacco i don't when i did smoke cigarettes i used to be on regular big tobacco products like Marlboros and newports and crap like that those are all chock full of thousands upon thousands of chemicals. One mm-hmm. cigarette kills me. <laughs> yeah. Back in college, I couldn't climb up a flight of stairs after smoking. One, one cigarette, I could not climb a flight of stairs without being winded. When I saw that and realized that, that was when my attitude changed about it. And I was just like, you know, you probably shouldn't do this anymore. It's not that good. <laughs> but the problem with that is that because of those excessive chemicals... That is one hell of an addiction to cut off. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, as usually what happens with addictions, one door closes, one door opens. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just with life in general. I jump ship to another addiction. And um, that was one of the things that I wanted to bring into this episode here is that, just like I mentioned in the last one, I used to be a heavy drinker, 40 $50 a night, just in drinks alone, not considering food, not considering tips, not considering karaoke or anything like that. Just in alcohol, I would spend 40 or 50 bucks in a night, and that's anywhere from three to four times, maybe even five times a week, depending on how bad the week was. Um, I used to drink a lot, and several years ago, I picked up smoking cannabis because, again, garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. I was friends with a bunch of stoners, which, let me tell you, not a single one offered me cocaine, not a single <laughs> one offered me heroin, not a no, single one that hates him. Hey, you wanna you wanna have this meth rock right quick? No, come on. It is not like that. Um but I mean eventually what happened over the the couple of years that I did consume, I ended up stopping stop consuming alcohol. I, I don't drink anymore. And if I do, it is literally once in a blue moon. No pun intended for the beer company. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it's it is definitely more than just the high. And I know I keep saying that, but I really, really, really want to drive that home. Yeah. And uh, the reason why is because one of the things that I actually found from show, uh what do you call it? Uh shameless plug. <clears throat> <See laughs> <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug over uh, guys, not sponsored. Seriously. Go check them out. Um, one of the things that I saw from your guys's Twitter is actually an article it's an open letter to Jeff Sessions from a doctor who has plenty of patients who rely on medical marijuana. And this guy basically is a fairly revered doctor. Uh, it's Dr. David Bierman from, oh, where was he from? I believe, was it California or no?
0: You know? Oh, no. I don't
1: remember where he was from. Um, that escapes me right now. But. <laughs> The reason why I bring him up, he's got a ton of time working in substance and drug abuse treatment, um, and he's worked in plenty of uh, prevention programs. Basically, he also was one of the people that was behind, uh, you know, free community clinics that are, are now available to a lot of different people throughout the country. He has basically said to, to shorten his entire letter down to one sentence, and I'm quoting this from the article. I urge you, if confirmed, to take medical, can- medical cannabis seriously and not only allow state programs to continue to flourish, but to urge the president, the DEA, Congress, and the FDA to seriously work on reconsidering America's current drug laws and policies. When you have a physician, and this is somebody who throws pills, just like mm-hmm. the rest him, he's not a pill pusher. At least from, from what I've read up on him, he doesn't seem like one. He actually very much so supports the use of medicalized cannabis, and that's one of the things that we're, or that's the thing that we're covering in this segment, is that it's more than just recreation. There is so many more applications that this plant will have. And again, we just keep bringing up the fact that we're both addicts, but the addictions that we face two different walks of life. Oh, absolutely. With. Those those are commonly, I mean, regardless of what pill it is or who it is, those are commonly that destroy people's families. Um, oh,
0: absolutely. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, when you get addicted to painkillers and you are chasing that high, first of all, they're expensive, so all of your money goes to it. <laughs> so yeah. when you are when your job isn't giving you money, what do you start doing? You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's definitely puts you down a path that you. And I you never, I, I never thought I would be that person. And all it took was one pill and that it completely changed my life for the worse.
1: And it's things like that is the reason why, uh, or part of the reason why I've personally never popped pills. Um,
0: Good for you, man.
1: Thank you. I honestly, (laughs) I have a hard time taking pills as it is like aspirins (laughs) and stuff like that. I have no shame in admitting that. I just, it, my body doesn't like swallowing pills. Um, And I don't know if it's because of a subconscious connection that i make to my family members but i've had mm-hmm. several family members who have i don't want to say fallen because it makes it sound like they passed away but they've definitely battled with uh you know pain pill addictions before um i'm not really going to list out who it is just because i don't know if they're going to listen to this or not. <laughs> you can <laughs> but, have them on I mean, when they <laughs> yeah let's not go that far. <laughs> baby steps uh, i'm still <laughs> in recovery <laughs> um you know i have I had one of my family members to where I would basically be with them at a certain point in time. And this is back when I was smoking cigarettes as well. I would be talking with them or just in the same area as them as we were smoking our cigarettes. And they'd be sitting in a chair, a normal four-legged chair that doesn't rock. And they would be rocking in place back and forth because they were on pain pills. Mm and then it got to a point where it was like hey are you feeling better oh yeah oh cool i'm glad you're feeling better why are you still taking these pills if you're feeling better
0: right Mm -hmm.
1: okay so i mean that was one example and then the other one is another family member of mine who i feel like it would be a special case because they've battled with a bunch of different things but pills were the one of the biggest problems because they were basically, they had antidepressants and anti anxieties thrown at them to help solve their problems. And in my opinion, I feel like it only worsened them, but to be fair, it was one of those mixes of you really shouldn't give this person pills because they're not in the right type of environment to have pills. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, kind of like you wouldn't give a kid a knife. It's just not appropriate. Right. It's one of those things that like we said last time, opioids and things of that nature are should not be the first line of defense against anything. It should be Absolutely not. very very uh, specifically used. Like, it, I, like you said, perfect example. You get your arm blown off, yeah, bro, take all the morphine you need. You get all <laughs> the fentanyl that you want. I don't care. You need that. But if you have a herniated disc, I mean, again, depending on severity of it, you, you don't really need morphine. You just need an anti-inflammatory and you need just a slight numbing agent, like to help cap off your pain receptors, not in the same sense that the epidemic that we're facing now. Mm -mm. Um, So that's one of the things I definitely look forward to in our nation is, you know, everyone becoming, or all the States becoming on the same page and federal government actually becoming on the same page as States, um, which actually brings me to the next point that I wanted to bring up in here. Um, This is another quote from this article, and uh, it basically names off a few politicians who are fully in support and um, who who back this basically. Uh, And it starts off with, quote, this, unlike almost everything else, is not a partisan issue. There are many Republicans, like Dana Rohrabacher from California, who believe that Mr. Trump understands the medicinal use of cannabis. Dr. Ron Paul from Texas has supported the state rights view that regulating medicine is the power of the state. His son, Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky, also a physician, also recognizes that the 1925 SCOTUS decision, Linder versus the United States in the Ninth and Tenth Amendments to the Constitution, that gives states, not the federal government, the right to regulate the practice of medicine. End quote. Um, And that's just a paragraph out of that article that we were talking about earlier. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. he even says it in there. Federal really shouldn't be stepping in when the state has already said, hey, we got this. Right. We approve. Um, Which is also another thought that I've had lately as well. And again, I don't know if it's part of being... um, with the newer generations that are in existence now or if it's just the fact that technology has given me the ability to know all of this information or to be able to access this information but to me that sounds like a perfect thing if the states have already voted and that's the thing that's the people's voice they have voted the people the majority of people in that area have said we want this particular thing to happen why why is it that federal gets to come in and basically dictate um, and say, nah, this is against our rules. You can't do right? this.
0: And you know what's crazy is that um, they have cannabis under a Schedule One drug and the qualifications are that it can't have any medical value. It c- has to be addictive and it has mm-hmm. to have the um, possibility of becoming abused. And when yeah. CBD became popular, they were like, oh, well, let's just throw that on the Schedule One drug list as well. And then it's like the World Health Organization. Is-
1: Yes, i was <laughs>
0: yeah it's like how do you put the same plant up there twice y'all like i don't understand and then um uh dang i lost my train of thought <laughs> but
1: yeah <laughs> that's, <so crazy. laughs> that's one of the things that that kind of sucks about too is that uh for those of you who don't know i do prefer the raw i prefer the uncut i prefer the natural side of this <laughs> so you get to hear <laughs> Mistakes for the most part. So don't hate us for it.
0: <laughs>
1: but one of the things that I wanted to bring up, just like how you said, uh, marijuana was scheduled as a class one, so it has no medicinal value. It is on the same uh, level as cocaine it's and on heroin the same and mesh. As heroin. Yeah. And I would oh. even say that it's, uh, isn't LSD and uh, psilocybin on the same, or is that schedule two?
0: Oh, I'm not sure about hallucinogen. I'm not. I don't know, so I'm not going to (laughs) say.
1: Okay, fair enough. Because that's what I went to as well, is that even nowadays, the more technology and the more science that we acquire, we're finding out certain things are actually good for you. Mm -hmm. But the thing that people fail to realize, especially when consuming these things, everything in moderation.
0: Absolutely.
1: When you don't moderate things, that's when you have too much of a, I mean, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. Too much water, you can die. You can overfloat your system, and, I mean, you can drown in three inches of a puddle. Yeah. You know? But water is a good thing. Water hasn't been listed as something that could be killer, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about, too, with that, given that water is pretty much what we're made of for the most part, or the majority of it, rather, um the endocrine system, it's so huge and present within our bodies, it's, a, it's, a, it's an important system.
0: Are you talking about the endocannabinoid system?
1: Or endocannabinoid system, Okay,
0: yeah. cool. Just making sure.
1: Um, yeah, sorry. Please correct me if I say anything yeah. wrong because <laughs> I'm not 100%. <laughs> um, but that's one of the things that makes me wonder about it too is like if that's part of our body and that's part of our system, then why is it that you know, our government is still trying to fight against it? Right. Which can bring up other arguments and devil's advocates and you know oh, whatever. Yeah.
0: But don't get me but... wrong, I love a devil's advocate. If any of y'all listening are want to be a devil's advocate about it, I would love to hear what you have to say. So either you can make me think a little bit harder at what I think about all the time and what I write about, or I could maybe inform you on something we might not have touched on.
1: So yes, please, please. <laughs> I am always on board for receiving more information as long as it is accurate and correct. you try to feed me some some fake stuff i'm not gonna like you
0: we're gonna snopes (laughs) you we're gonna know if it's fake
1: (laughs) i'm gonna snopes you um but (laughs) kind of getting back on task we uh the the main thing that we wanted to is that thc is so much more than just a recreational high it is legitimately great for a lot of different things um actually shoot one of the things that we didn't even think about bringing up is how uh, cannabis can help people to eat.
0: Oh yeah, like people who are going through you know? chemo or people who have mental health disorders that makes it to where their mm-hmm. appetite is non-existent. And the elderly who lose their appetite oh, yes. through age.
1: And dogs. and dogs. Dogs and pets and stuff like that. CBD can be used for that and I'm sure that there are, in the legalized states, I'm positive there are pet-related formulas that have THC to help out as well.
0: They would have to have very low amounts of THC because I do believe that uh, THC Mm. don't mm. i read an article don't
1: quote you on it <laughs> well i read
0: it where um where a dog ate a bunch of cannabis that had thc in it and it was and it became toxic to them but when they have cbd oil without the thc it's not so i'm assuming so it's not fact don't attack me on this but i'm <laughs> <laughs> i'm putting two and two together and i don't think anyone should be giving weed to their pets unless talking to a veterinarian
1: <laughs> Uh yeah, so I mean yeah definitely talk to your vet before taking our words. Uh, because I mean after all we're just a couple of Jewish mums that are just having fun recording what we want to talk about. Yeah, we're by I, no means a hundred percent. I'm not qualified, expert. certified experts. Yeah,
0: I just read a lot of studies. I do cite them all in my articles on cbdinstead.com though, just so that you know that they're real.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, I mean, that's, that's just a few things that we wanted to touch on with that. Um, so, just don't forget, it's not as bad as everyone thinks it is. It's not the devil's lettuce. Mm-hmm. It's actually able to be used for so much more than just that. Um, but we're going to go ahead and cut this one sh- off right here. We did go a little bit longer than we wanted to. So, it if this is a little too long for you guys, sorry, but it happens. <laughs> so, with that, let's uh, wish everyone a good rest of the day, night, morning, afternoon. Whatever what? it is, wherever it is that you're listening from. And we'll do it. So cool. I'm going to go ahead and kill this one and try to invite you to the next one.
0: Okay. Well, actually, can we do the next one maybe tomorrow sometime? Um, yeah. Totally. My husband just got home, and so I want to, like, I don't know, hang out with him. Be gay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh So uh-huh. do you want to uh, – tomorrow uh, – do, what, do you work tomorrow?
1: Yeah, I do. I work Monday through Friday. I'm usually off by like 3, 3.30.
0: 3.30? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, after let's Tomorrow after work, we'll do this again.
1: Okay. Um, I might have to go do some errands. Okay. But worst comes to worst, I'll just shoot you a text when I get home and I'll see where you're at. All right. Perfect. Cool. Right. Thanks for recording. Awesome. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah.
1: Plenty of work ahead of me for uh, editing.
0: <laughs> you could even probably break this one up cuz we did
1: cuz um, this was about 27 minutes. Yeah. So All right. I'll probably cool. try to chop this into like you know, 13 minute episodes or some shit like that. Perfect. All right. I will let you know whenever they go live. Um awesome. I'm probably not going to worry about it tonight just because like you I want to spend time with my lady and you know become recreational.
0: Yes. <laughs> so
1: I will holler at you later and I will keep you up to date whenever I do some editing and get some stuff strung together and I'll shoot you links and whatnot.
0: Awesome. All right. I can't wait.
1: Sounds good. I'll see you later.
0: All right. Bye.